0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. And today I have with us Mama's Mallows, and the owner and founder of Mama's Mallows, Nancy French from Roswell, Georgia. How are you doing today, Nancy?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Justin.
0: And Nancy, before we get into Mama's Mallows and, and all of that in the business... We talked a little bit before the podcast about your background and your thorough history and resume in food. So tell us about, you know, how you got to where you are now and all of your experience in the food industry.
1: Well, I've been in the food industry for many years, uh, managing sales for different companies. And part of the things that I enjoyed so much about selling my products was getting to know the products. Making things with the products, baking, cooking, um, and trying different recipes. And when I used that a lot, when I would go in to make my sales presentations, when I wanted, I wanted to teach other people how to use the products and and show them how they can um, make wonderful things. And help in the sales process. So, I've spent years with, you know, Ben & Jerry's, everybody loved Ben and & Jerry's and I I spent several years with Borden Products and we sold a lot of ingredients and I would make uh cheesecakes with the Sweetened Condensed Milk or key lime pies and things like that. So, um that was all a part of just just making my sales pitch and then
0: and, and I enjoyed so it. That was Do you have a background in as a chef or a baker?
1: I don't have a, a background as a chef, but I have always baked. I've always loved being in the kitchen, and my mom was when I was at home when I was a little girl. My mom was a baker, and and she loved to cook. And I was always in the kitchen with her. I wanted to be there all the time. I wanted to learn how to do things, and we would make products together. And um, you know, fudge was one of the favorite things that we liked to make, uh, along with cookies and different things like that. So I've always really enjoyed sharing the love of food with other people
0: and I think that's amazing and we talk about that uh, on one of our motivational Mondays which is how food is, is such a representation of love and love in our lives and building relationships with the people we love and so I love that and you had mentioned before we got on the podcast said you were originally from Alabama so how did you end up in Georgia
1: Well, I, uh, took a detour. Well, I, I went to Auburn and I was in, actually I was a news reporter for several years and decided that I wanted to, um, broaden my horizons. And I moved to Florida and, uh, got a job in the food business and worked many years down there and was promoted up to Atlanta with Borden. And, um, that's how I got here. So I've been here for about 20 years.
0: And, and that's, uh, it's quite a, a switch from being a news reporter to uh, food, but I I understand the pull, especially growing up in a family that is was food entrepreneurs, number one, but food was such an important part of our lives that you just end up attracted to it. I swore growing up, even though I'd done my own fruit stands and been involved in food, that I would never be in the food business, and I lasted in finance about nine months before I ended up back in food. So tell us a little bit about why you started Mama's Mallows.
1: Well, I started Mama's Mallows because I've always dreamed of having my own business. And I, you know, my mom passed away last January and I, it was the craziest thing. I just started making fudge. i made batch after batch of fudge and I took it to the funeral and I shared a little piece of her with everybody because that's what we used to do together. And, and that's something that she enjoyed making. And I, my, my daughter was like, mom, you just, this is the time, this is your time. This is the time for you to start your business. And I was like, yeah. And I had, um I had been practicing, making these marshmallows I had I had seen somewhere where people were making marshmallows and I never made them before and so I was making them and and then I started thinking well you know I wanted to make a s'mores kit and and but I didn't want just the typical um, graham cracker so I started making honey graham cookies and, and and ganache and making this whole thing and I sent it out for Christmas gifts and everybody loved a gift and oh in addition to that I had my husband make a roasting box because, you know, when we were kids, we used to have campfires and, and roast marshmallows and, um, and share those things together. But, you know, you don't always have the opportunity when you live in the city to have a campfire. So, uh, my husband made these little roasting boxes and I sent them out as gifts and I got such great feedback from them. You know, she said, why don't you start a business with your s'mores kits? And, um, I thought about it and, you know, we kind of, you know, did other things. And, um, my daughter was working for, she was doing an internship for a company in Atlanta and she is a graphic designer or she was, you know, she is now a graphic designer. She was doing her, in, her, uh, internship over the summer before she graduated. And, um, she was in charge of creating, their corporate gift and their corporate Christmas card. And she said, you know, the theme of the thing that I'm doing is gather, you know, and I think that this, this gather box, this s'mores kit would be a great addition to their holiday gift giving and, and for the company. And I was like, okay, well let's, let's do that. So she helped me, you know, she helped me put the logo together. She helped me, with the graphics and the design the label and everything and she presented it to the company and she didn't tell them it was my that it was her mother's uh, uh creation but um they absolutely loved it and so that's kind of how I got started and I created this uh, s'mores gift box the gather box we call it and my first order was 60 boxes and uh-huh. that's how it
0: all began. That's amazing. And so, tell us what's in the gift box exactly.
1: Well, in the gift box, uh, it's inside a shipping box, and what I do is prepare. Um, well, you know, the basic box has three different bags of flavored marshmallows, and three different ba- and three bags of graham cookies, honey graham cookies. It also has the roasting box that's got lava rocks and sterno in it. And it also has the sticks for roasting mama's mellows matches. We also provide napkins. And also, um, if you do the grand box, it has hot chocolate, uh, Hot chocolate mix and um, a little scoop, so everything. And also, I provide a little opener for the sterno, so it has everything you need to pop open the box and have the perfect s'more roasting experience.
0: Uh, that's uh, actually amazing. I I love this concept. So it's a literally you can roast marshmallows indoors and and uh, or, or outdoors, but um, you basically create the sterno and the sterno, and you can basically roast marshmallows anywhere
1: yes and it's you know the it absolutely and it's hand the box is handmade hand painted all the marshmallows are hand cut uh handmade uh as well as the cookies so everything is created uh from scratch in a certified kitchen uh here in roswell
0: Okay, so now I'm like I'm like okay, this is cool. So how did you come up with the idea? Did you build the boxes yourself? Is it something that you're like okay, uh, with your husband you're like okay, I want to make an indoor basically fire to roast marshmallows. I mean, uh, I'm just this, it's so creative.
1: Yes, and actually, I had made them for Christmas presents. We had made this. <laughs> it was actually a really big box. It would hold three different um, sterno containers in the box and it was rather um large for shipping and so when I took it in to uh, share with the company that we had sold it into she said well I think we're going to need something a little smaller and so I had my husband create a four by four box um and then then you know no deeper uh, It was a four by four box, and it was four inches deep, so that it would fit into the shipping box properly. So we were trying to save on shipping costs and things like that. But yes, I said let's let's have something that we can that we can roast the marshmallows with that will not get too hot, that that we can use indoors and that would be acceptable. And then we we practiced with different things. We practiced with pebbles and beads, and it turns out that the lava rock is actually good. Uh, holds everything in place very nicely and it's a lot lighter for shipping
0: yeah i love this concept i think it's so brilliant i'm just there's so many potential uh uses for it and people to travel with it and everything out plus ship it anywhere and obviously use it in an urban environment for parties and things like that i think it's such a cool idea um so do you create different types of marshmallows also I mean tell us about or is it specifically these kits what what other products do you have or let's just sort of dive into it and and what the future holds for you guys in terms of products
1: well I make many different flavors of marshmallows and I'm constantly practicing and constantly doing R&D on the marshmallow making and I've created quite a few flavors uh, and everything's made from real juices and real flavorings and real chocolate. There's not, it's not a flavoring type thing. I don't use flavors, flavorings in the, in the product. So, um, three of the, I made a bunch of different to begin with. I made a bunch of different flavors and we presented them to our first customer and the ones that they chose were the chocolate mint and they're made with, you know, mint and, um, Real Belgian chocolate and swirled inside and then the other flavor that they chose was a peanut butter cayenne which is made with real peanut butter and and cayenne and then the other flavor was a chocolate espresso which is made with chocolate espresso coffee and real Belgian chocolate. So those were the three flavors that we started with and I've added quite a number of flavors since then I have, lemon raspberry dark dark chocolate truffle I have uh, cookie butter watermelon and watermelon with dark chocolate I also have um, peanut butter and chocolate let's see what else Uh, strawberry strawberries and cream so I have a lot of different flavors they're all made with real juices and um, natural ingredients and in addition to that I make the honey graham cookies, which people find them to be addictive. I don't know what it is about this cookie, but it seems to be everybody's favorite. But in addition to that, I've added a chocolate um, brownie crinkle cookie and also a shortbread, a pistachio shortbread. And I can also dip that in chocolate um, as well. And then the other cookie that everybody loves is uh, my lemon, lemon lavender cookie.
0: It's, um, you are amazing because I, and we haven't talked about it yet, but so the audience knows, um, Mama's Mallows was formed in 2018. So you're a little over a year old, basically. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. Just not quite a year.
0: (laughs) And so you have all these flavors and, and all these things and. I love this because everyone always thinks of marshmallows as traditionally only one flavor. And I believe there's been a pink flavor here and there somewhere around, but I don't remember it. So I love that you've taken the marshmallow and made it so much more because it should be so much more. And so I want to tie it into one thing. But before we get into that, you know, how do people find your products and, and how do they order them? So the audience, they can pause right now, go to your website or your social media and see what you're offering.
1: Well, we have um, a website which is mamasmallows dot com. You can also find us on instagram at mama's and you can like us on Facebook at under Mama's Mallows.
0: And so and and should you do everything online and shipping or are you in retail as well?
1: Everything is online right now. So uh, online and we can ship. And, you know, if you're here local, we can work out other options as far as, um, you know, for the different corporate, um, for the different corporate clients I've had, I've delivered to their organization um, so that they could ship out. And then I've also shipped for them where necessary. So if they were giving them, to, if they wanted to take them individually to their clients, then I uh, took them down there. But if they wanted to ship them, I also ship out for them.
0: I am excited for you. This is like in, in, in Colorado, uh, Deborah and I have about uh, a little over two and a three quarter acres here, but we built a fire pit in the backyard because we like being out there in the fires and, and roasting marshmallows and stuff. But the fact that marshmallows can come in different flavors where it's not the traditional thing where we can vary the s'mores or vary the product. I think it's so amazing. To, uh, I mean, are there other companies out there that, that make, Different flavored marshmallows.
1: There are different companies out there. There, there are some scattered out around the country, and you know, in in Georgia. But we, you know, and they make great products. I've uh, tasted many of them, uh, many of the, comp- the competitive items, and but everybody does something a little different. It's kind of exciting because everybody's taking the marshmallow to different levels, and <laughs> we all have different things that we offer that make it special. And I think what my, I think what's special about this, about my product is that I'm creating an experience. I'm creating a, an experience where people can gather around, they can put their phones down and they can talk about old memories of roasting marshmallows when they were a kid, but they can also create new memories with their friends and um, just have a good time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, and, and,
1: and, And, having you know just taking a moment to relax because a lot of times we just don't do that very much
0: (laughs) yeah and i want to pause again because i think it's awesome will you go through all the different types of flavors you have again just because i think they're so amazing like the watermelon one really sticks out in my head and i just think there's so many different kinds there and and are and after you get done telling me or us the audience what flavors you do have because I'm looking at your website but I want you to tell us is are, do you have future plans for new new flavors and what are those?
1: I do have f- well first of all right now we have uh, rose petal we have chocolate espresso uh, raspberry dark chocolate truffle strawberries and cream peanut butter and cayenne um, um. Let's see here. <laughs> Just drew a blank. And um, we have chocolate peanut butter, lemon, and watermelon. And we also have a, a dark chocolate swirl in our watermelon. And we do have some flavors coming up for the summer. I did, and, and kind of, let me go back a little bit. I was working with a client on some. Combinations of what would be good together, and the reason I came up with the watermelon and the pistachio shortbread was because watermelon and and pistachios go well together. So I tried to also pair the cookies with the marshmallows um, to to kind of make it a fun uh, flavor combination. So I do have some other things coming up for the summer. I also have some savory things that I'm adding to the summer box because if you're going to the beach, you might want some uh, cheese straws or something like that. So I have a a cheese straw that I think is pretty special as well as some roasted pecans that that we always used to have at home because we had pecan trees in our yard. And so I've always had a love for pecans. So that's one thing that I've added into the box. But uh, those are some things that we're going to be uh, bringing in to the summer box
0: as well. We did do an episode on it, but just to remind the audience, uh, could you tell us what a cheese straw is? Uh,
1: a cheese straw is, uh, a little, it's kind of like a, like a savory cookie. I think it is. It's, it's kind of like a savory shortbread almost, but, uh, it has cheese and different flavorings in it. I put a little, uh, Um, cayenne and some paprika and different things in there to kind of add a little zest to it but it's something that we in the South eat a lot (laughs) and so so I wanted to add add a little Southern uh, touch to it as well because you know, when everybody, anybody in the South has a party, a lot of times they will have cheese straws to uh, share with their guests.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, actually. And I think it's so awesome to, to have that stuff around um, just to pick on. And we've... Going to Georgia all the time, Deborah and i have have eaten a quite a bit of uh cheese straws and and pimento cheese and some of the southern staples that I love that are coming out and the audience is gonna laugh when I say this I'm sure because every time someone comes on and they want an idea for a new product, I always go to the Satsuma Orange and like it it's just such a flavorful orange that is now growing in georgia i mean it might be a great marshmallow flavor i don't know but i'm like all the combinations that are there and mixing watermelon and the sweetness in that i don't know maybe there is such a thing as a an orange uh, marshmallow i don't know
1: yeah i've actually been practicing with some orange marshmallows you know doing some r&d and i i had one that i I got from a coffee flavor that I thought was really good. Now, I haven't perfected it yet. That's the reason why it's not in my portfolio at this time, but I was trying a um an orange marshmallow with a touch of caramel and cinnamon um and and coffee flavor. Oh, and man. it turned out really good except except for the caramel it wasn't just right. So I'm um, I'm really trying to work on that. But I also um, been working on an orange blossom uh, to go with the pistachio as well because orange blossom is another item, another flavor that goes, goes well with pistachio.
0: And so what, what, I mean, what other flavors are you thinking for the future?
1: Oh, gosh. I've been playing with several different things. I also, uh, one of the things that I i've also been known for is my ginger snaps so i wanted to bring in my ginger snaps to go with the lemon marshmallows that's um probably coming up soon and um let's see what other flavors i've i've practiced with let's see
0: and just as a side note while you're thinking about that uh ginger snaps go in our household that's the cookie that deborah eats a ton of the ginger snaps and, and myself for some reason we love ginger snaps in this household we can't keep keep them in stock so i look forward to trying yours for sure because i'm just like ginger snaps are an amazing cookie in my opinion
1: they are really good and that's another thing that kind of reminds me of my dad because he used to he would say, what does it take for a man to get a snap in this house? And um, <laughs> so I, when, I used to make him snaps all the time because that was his favorite as well. But, uh, yes, I love snaps. And some of the other flavors that I've worked with are, um, oh, shoot. Oh, elderflower. Is a, is a one that I've been working with. I also have a mango with tahini that turned out really good, so that may be coming up soon because it was an amazing flavor. I I, I spent ten years of my uh, I spent ten years in the Hispanic food business, and I sold Hispanic cheeses. And one of the things that I used in some of my recipes a lot and I really loved was tahin. And tahine is uh like a is a um pepper. Oh shoot. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on exactly what tajin is. But um uh, it's a flavor that the Hispanic population will put on or Mexican uh the Mexican population really likes it on their fruit. So they sprinkle it on their fruit yep. with lime juice and salt and um and that's how they eat their fruit, and it's really good. So, the tahini on the on the mango marshmallow is really a nice combination.
0: I love that actually, and um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, a lot of um, we have a lot of employees in in California in our kitchen there that are of um, Latin descent or Spanish descent, and and they do things like that. And it's just, and it actually the it really enhances the flavor by giving a little spice to something sweet. And it's it's pretty phenomenal, and it's it goes along. A lot of the the Mexican candies and things have a sweet and a spiciness to them as well. Um, not all of them are for my palate, for sure, but um, there is a lot of those combinations.
1: Yes, yes, and um, I actually, you know, one of the store managers that I used to work closely with, I saw him in the um, in the store, and I said, "Hey, I've got some." mango tahini marshmallows coming out he goes that sounds really good so i said well you put some in the store so we can see how they sell and he's like absolutely so i've got uh, i owe him some marshmallows
0: and so how do you source the products or i mean come up with ideas is it just stuff that's local and seasonal to you i mean how do you figure out what flavors to bring up next is it an idea in your head or is it something you've seen at a farmer's market i mean where do you get the ideas from
1: I get ideas from all over. I get ideas from, you know, of course, from past experiences. I, I also, things that I like together, things that I've tried. And also, I've been doing a lot of research about what are the, the flavors that are popular right now. Uh, what what are the flavors that people are using in foods and, and things? And I try to take those and uh, work them into my marshmallow flavors. You know, one of them, the pistachio seems to be. Uh, Big right now, and some of the spices like cardamom and things like that, I want to work with and try to figure out how to incorporate that into the marshmallow. I know that orange blossom is another flavor um, that. Um, has been hot so I'm just trying to take some of the things that I, I do a lot of research I do a lot of research on the on the internet I've ordered tons of cookbooks and I go through those and look through what other people are doing and and just things that I like things that we try so it's a combination of a lot of things.
0: And I love it. I'm looking at your website now, and, and the marshmallows, and the and the kits, and all that, and the little boxes that are sent. I think it's just so phenomenal what you're doing and tying it all together. It's it's really ingenious and pretty phenomenal.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I know that you know some of the research that I've been doing um, on the internet and trying to you know come up with ways to um. You know, help people enjoy my products and to get my products out there. And some of the research that I found is that, you know, over Americans spend over sixteen billion dollars on gifts every year, and most of those gifts are thrown away. I think the, I think the percentage was like sixty percent. Yeah, what was the percentage sixty percent of gifts are kind of thrown away because people, I mean, there weren't. That there wasn't enough thought put into it, or they didn't really care for them. So I think giving a gift of food, giving a gift that's handmade, um, and created with with the love of baking, is something that is um, you can't go wrong with when you're when you're giving a gift. It's something that people can, can experience and and uh, enjoy.
0: No, I agree 100%. And this, I just think it's such a creative idea. And, uh, I mean, people are going to really catch on to it, I think, being able to roast s'mores in your your home and, and date night at home and things like that. And I just think it's amazing. And, you know, people more and more people want to eat at home and things like that. So I think that's awesome. And just the possibilities of being able to roast things at home with the thing you've created, I think there's probably more than just s'mores that – you know, may work on the cooking sweet side that, that could be yummy. I don't know, just throwing it out there. Um, but, but go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say, absolutely. And I have, I have taken the product to, for graduation parties and I've done it at birthday parties for people and, you know, people are doing them at weddings and, and things like that. So there's a lot of possibilities for gathering people at, at events as, you know, tailgates to do, you know, if you, we're big tailgaters cause we're uh, big football fans. So, you know, we've taken, I've taken them to the tailgates for everybody to enjoy and, and take them to the lake and different places like that.
0: I, it's just, it's, it's so obvious. I can't believe someone didn't think of it before, but I, I really, and it just, the box looks so good and the way you've displayed it is amazing. So, um, Tell me a little bit about what you're experiencing as an entrepreneur. What are some of the hardships that you're facing, and that you feel on a regular basis?
1: Well, I believe that. Well, the hardest part is just getting getting it out, getting the word out there. Get, you know, spreading uh, the news that I have something that's exciting to offer. I, um, you know, when I first started, it was like I got you know, I got the first order and then I got another big order and I got another big order and everything was flowing. And I was just, I was like, wow, this is great. Things are going awesome. And then, um, it's just, okay, where do I get the next one? And, you know, I I do have repeat customers coming back, but it's just, I I want to, I want to be the go-to person that people go to and say, hey, oh, I need to send a gift to my friend who just had surgery or my friend who is having a birthday. I want to be the first thought that comes to people's minds. So I think that that is my goal. And I think, I guess the hardship would be that I'm not quite there yet.
0: (laughs) Well, it, it just takes time. And you're such a new business. I think it's just incredible how many products you've developed in a small amount of time. and the products that you have come to market with, I think, are extremely appealing and and curious for sure. It's like, I mean, the watermelon one I'm so curious about. So let's talk a little bit about, we talked about how you do e-commerce and, and that's your main avenue for people to order stuff and get their product. But how do you get stuff to people to try and stuff like that? Do you do markets i mean or um farmers markets i mean how do you how are you getting the product out there i mean we talked about tailgates and, and graduation parties but uh, how are other ways that you're getting your product out there
1: well i have um i've been working with a mentor at um score which has been he's been absolutely wonderful and he has helped me get into um I've done special events with score where I've taken my product. I've also done some farmer's markets. I have, um, you know, he's gotten, gotten, I've gotten contacts with people from these, uh, co-working spaces. I've taken samples to those. I've taken samples to, uh, um, places of business where I have friends that have, um, a dental office. So I take a box over there to share for the dental office and I take, um, product to different friends, businesses that I know. So I've done a little bit of that and I've started some networking. I also, I got one of my biggest orders from my hair salon. My, um, my hairstylist allowed me to put one of my boxes in his salon so with my card, so people could come in and see it, and so I got one of my largest customers uh, because they saw my box there, and they needed a gift for their corp- for their corporate clients, and they gave me a call. So uh, just different places like that, just taking it to. That's kind of where I started. We've done a little bit of advertising on Facebook and Instagram, but um, it's just a lot of word of mouth, a lot of uh, networking, and getting out a lot of samples.
0: (laughs) And just because the audience doesn't know, I don't think because we've never discussed it on the podcast, but what is SCORE?
1: SCORE is an organization where uh, retired, mostly retired executives uh, volunteer their time to help others who are trying to get started or trying to get their business back on track. And so it's a, it's a free, well, they, they do a lot of seminars, which, you know, do cost a, a small amount of money, but the consultation that I have is free. It's just a volunteer of their time and they want to see people be successful. And I've actually had a wonderful mentor that's helped me uh, a whole lot. And it's not only that he's helped me and not only do that, we brainstorm things and, and he has contacts that he you know goes to for resources as well that helps but just meeting with him every week and um being held accountable and and knowing that i have some place to go that that someone is there on my side to help me and to listen to me and and uh, guide me so it's been a really wonderful experience
0: it's just so cool. I didn't know something like that out existed. I mean, I had heard of it, but I didn't realize they were actually volunteering their time and they were retired executives. I didn't actually put two and two together, I guess, when I had heard it the first time. And so, I mean, having that resource out there is so important. Is it something you have to apply for? Is it something anyone can do?
1: Anyone can do. Anyone can do it. I actually was, I had gone to one of their seminars, and I knew about SCORE for years. I mean, I, I've known about them for years, and but I i didn't want to go to them until I felt like I was more prepared. I felt like I needed to have more, you know, information put together or, or more business put together before I, you know, went to them because I didn't want to waste their time. And I actually went to a seminar, one of their seminars that they had um, in conjunction with the Chamber of Commerce. And I started talking to some of the men that were there and they said, you know, do you have a mentor yet? And I'm like, no, I don't. I didn't want to waste anybody's time because I feel like I, I needed to learn a lot more. And they said, oh, no. And they called me and they emailed me and made sure that I knew they were available. And we set up an appointment and I've been going just about every week since then.
0: Oh, it's amazing. It's such a an awesome resource to have. I just think, it, and there's so many resources out there, people don't even realize.
1: Yes, it's it's been. I would highly recommend it.
0: And so, let's ask this question because I haven't asked in a while. But and you're pretty new at this. If if you could have help in any part of your business right now, where would it be?
1: Uh, gosh. If I could have help, I I think just help in networking and um, and knowing, I, I guess help getting to the right people. You know, just um, you know, getting to the right people that can the right decision makers. How you know, just just getting to the right decision makers in in different organizations that would be the biggest help someone so i can get my foot in the door just to make my presentation you know i think that would be the biggest biggest help
0: yeah i think that's what a lot of people struggle with and there's a a lot of networking and stuff that needs to happen and definitely um as we finish the podcast i'm not going to do it on here but i definitely have some avenues that i think that you may be interested in and people that could help you for sure Uh, that I can pass along in an email over the next few weeks because I think your product's unique. I think what you're doing is incredible. I think your creativity and flavors is amazing. Um, Your involvement in Georgia and and things going on in Georgia and and products from Georgia I think is pretty amazing and then obviously being Georgia grown um, for lack of a better term and being a part of Georgia. I think there's a lot of promotional opportunities there and and things to really latch on to. And again, you have such a unique product that I think there's a lot of interest in it. Um, And I know you said there were other ones out there, but I think really what you're doing in the creativity and you're matching things together is is quite incredible it's not just about the marshmallow. it's about the marshmallow and the bread and it's about the marshmallow and the cracker and it's you know and that's not usual i think that you're really taking something and pairing it together well and so i love that you're doing that
1: well thank you i i really enjoy it and it's it's been a lot of fun it's i love that I love creating and I love trying new things and and trying to make things better. So I, I, I appreciate that.
0: And so you had mentioned the fudge earlier. Do you still do fudge?
1: I do. Actually, that's on my website as well. I do make fudge. It's called Chocolate Fudge Pecan Candy. And I added the pecan in there because I... I Put lots of pecans in my fudge. Um, and being from Georgia, I like to promote, um, like you said, the local, the local items that we produce here or that we that we grow here. But um, pecans, chocolate fudge, pecan candy, and it's a little different. And we always called it fudge candy, and uh, because it has a little bit of a tooth to it, it's a little different than a lot of fudge that you will have. It's very creamy but it has a little tooth or a little a slight chew to it that's i don't know i have never tasted anything like it and like i said this was my aunt's recipe and she used to she used to send it to she used to make this fudge and send it to um the troops during world war ii Uh, she used peanuts rather than pecans because she could grow them on the farm where she was so um i've changed that a little bit I've had the pecans rather than the peanuts,
0: but yeah. It sounds delicious.
1: It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. And I'll, everybody, I haven't had anybody say they didn't like it. So it seems to be a, a crowd favorite.
0: And so um, we talked a little bit about, you know, what you could use help with, but what are the things you enjoy most about your business and what are the things you dislike the most?
1: Well, I love sharing my love for baking, and I love uh, creating something that makes people feel good that they that they enjoy, and I and I really really love just trying new things and try, like you said, coming up with new flavors and new flavor combinations. So that's that's what I enjoy the most, and sharing it with others. The part I probably dislike the most. Um, Let's see, I would say it's probably more of the um, the paperwork, you know, making sure that I've got all my um, receipts saved and everything's ready for tax season and all that kind of stuff. I think that would probably be the least favorite.
0: Yeah, I don't know anyone who really loves <laughs> that one. <laughs> <Just> like, <Yeah. laughs> uh, there's pro- there is people out there that are called accountants, but it's, um, <laughs> it's uh, just and one of those things i hear you it's just it's it's one of those keeping track of everything why i love it cuz it can give you you know a, a pretty quick screenshot of where your business is financially sometimes it's just so cumbersome and uh and boring for lack of a better term <laughs>
1: But thank goodness my husband's good at that, and he's good at keeping me on track. So (laughs) he takes care of that end.
0: Yeah, and so that's a good segue. So let's talk more about that. Like, how has starting your own business affected your family and and your time with your husband, and and how do you balance all of that?
1: Actually, it has been a very heartwarming experience because my children and my husband are so excited for me that I finally – have taken the leap and started this business that I've dreamed about for years and years. And they have really rallied around me. It has been amazing. My daughter, um, Olivia, who has put together the packaging, she's put together the logo, she's put together all the graphics and and the beautiful website and my social media. So she has really worked hard at that. Um, And my other daughter who has taken samples to her friends and to her colleagues and, and really been promoting my product and she lives in Charleston. So that's been helpful to, to spread out the word out that way. And my husband, you know, by, you know, his support and, you know, know, building the boxes has helped a lot (laughs) and, um, and the long hours of, Putting together labels and packaging, and um, I mean, they've spent hours and hours and hours rallying around me and and working with me and everywhere from the kitchen to um, putting the boxes together. It's just been so amazing to feel their love and their support.
0: yeah, and it's I talk about it a lot on the podcast, but there's really it's interesting what happens in families when they gather around the entrepreneur or um, or have entrepreneurial parents because you have a whole different family experience of working together and working through problems and issues that, you know, aren't necessarily a family issue. They're a family profitability issue, I guess, if you will. And it's just such a cool thing. So to hear you say that, I think it's amazing. and And the time you get to spend together and the memories you get to form around the business are just so important. Um, you never get that time either, and I love the word you used as heartwarming because that's really what it is. It's a it's a totally different experience, and you know the business doesn't only become about the success financially. It becomes about having this time with your your family and the people around you to just be comforted and to be together and to enjoy the moments and the memories. You know, hard or good uh, or bad or good, I should say, and. um, you know, hard or easy, it's, um, it's one of those cool things in life that only entrepreneurs get to experience, in my opinion. Um, it's so amazing. And, and because the family lives around it.
1: Oh, yes. And they put up with my mess from one end of the house to the other. <laughs> it's like, uh, cause I never stop, you know, it's, it's, you're always doing something. You're always creating something. You're always you know, and tasting marshmallows. And, you know, the big, the big joke is I usually have marshmallows somewhere on me, whether it's on my face, my lip, my, (laughs) my arm. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they get a big kick out of big kick out of me.
0: So do you, I mean, do you ever get sick of eating marshmallows over the last year?
1: you would think I would <laughs> but I don't it's uh it's funny i just i have to go back and try it one more time is that still good I don't know do I like that and i and i just keep going back and so I've had to really uh reel myself in because uh, one thing that started to happen was the weight started going up so you know I've had to okay just <laughs> one little bite instead of one whole marshmallow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I can imagine that'd be a little tough. It's always like the chefs in the kitchens, and and we see it on on our side all the time, is they spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Everyone's weight always goes up in in the food business. And so it's about balance, but it's so good, and you're around the food all the time. You know, it's so amazing. And I get Mm -hmm. the thing where you don't get tired of it. It's like I could never get tired of peanut M&Ms. I don't know why. Although I tried this amazing jalapeno peanut M&M the other day. That was when we were in Georgia. That I We were in the Walmart down in Milledgeville, Georgia, and they had these jalapeno peanut M&Ms, which you thought wouldn't be very good, but they were incredible. And oh, so my gosh. I, I haven't
1: seen those. Oh. Yeah, I recommend them
0: to anyone who's out there in the audience. But, uh, but the, the topic is, um, or the thing I really want to get into is, you know, you sort of have formed this business and you're on your way and you've talked about how you always want to do it, did it. But, and, you know, we try to really talk about the entrepreneurial journey, but mm. what is it that really inspires you and motivates you? You know, what really was it that was driving you to start your own business?
1: The desire to cre- create my own, um, I create my own products to share what I like to do with others because I enjoy it so much. I wanted to be able to, to share it with others and to create something that would make others happy to, you know, I think, I know it sounds kind of corny, but I think that was probably what I enjoyed most about working in the food industry all these years is, is teaching others how to use different products and, and sharing the things that I created with the products, um, to inspire others.
0: Yeah. I love, I love what you're doing. And I just think there's so much opportunity there to bring people together and, and the kits and, and just the memories that you'll create in the, with the flavors and the experiences and the beach kit. And, you know, it's, I always still remember going to the beach with my parents all the time, but, you know, having something around it in the memories of food, I think are so important. Uh, it's just incredible. Like I'll always remember going to the beach and us going to the, all you can eat, you know, as big as you can make 99 cents Sunday store, you know, ice cream Sundays. And so I just think <laughs> that so much around our relationships as food. And you've also with, with your gift boxes and the marshmallow roasting boxes, um, just created this awesome experience for people to to build memory. So I think you're doing exactly that and and I'm glad you're doing it because I'm definitely going to try it and and bring it into my life and and tell people about it because I think it's so amazing. And to try different marshmallow flavors, I mean why not? It just seems like such a a great idea. It seems like someone should have done this like hundreds of years ago or maybe they did just it didn't catch on, but now is the time for it since people's palates have become so diverse and people want unique things that are true to them and become so individualistic. So, um, I really love what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I look forward to sharing, sharing more of my products with you.
0: And so my last question as we start to wrap up the podcast is this. If you could go back to a year and a half ago when you started your business, what would you tell yourself that you wish you knew then that you know now? Uh,
1: I wish that I had known. um, I guess I wish I had known that, gosh. Let me think about that. I should be better prepared for that.
0: (laughs) No, it's okay. I was just curious. Some people don't have anything just yet.
1: (laughs) I think that, you know, it's interesting because I, um, you know, I was a part, when I was a part of other companies, I would see, you know, we would create new products or I would um, work with customers on creating private label products for them and for their company. And I I spent a lot of time with that. So I, I knew a I knew a lot about it, but I didn't know all the intimate details about it. Um, I wish I had. I wish I had learned more about that prior because it would have made my process a little um, smoother or quicker, I guess. Because there's a lot involved in starting your own business that you you know, I kind of knew about, but didn't really know about, I didn't know how to get started. And so, you know, you just, you, you just start and you just do. And, and, um, and then the more you do, the more excited you get. It's like, wow, I, I, you know, I accomplished that. I, you know, I got my labels approved. Um, I got my license approved. I got my, you know, I got my LLC completed. I mean, it's just, I think, um, there's just so much to it that you don't realize, but it's so rewarding each and every step that you finally complete. Um, But I think that, you know, everybody says, oh, it's so hard when you start your own business and it is hard, but it is, it really makes you feel good when you each with each and every small step and every small accomplishment that you make it, it really does feel good. And um, I wish I had known how good, it does feel. I guess that would be what I would. I would wish that I know had known prior to starting.
0: And it's. I think that's a lot why entrepreneurs like it so much. There's lot, so many small accomplishments that seem so big because you're having to do it for your own business and for yourself and for your own success and things like that. That the little things are so much more rewarding. Like you said, just getting the LLC formed or. You know, doing this document or that document or getting a website up and running, and it's just so rewarding. And yeah, I think that's amazing. So Nancy, I really thank you for being on the podcast. I can't tell you, I appreciate you taking the time. And I'd love to have you back on in in about a year and continue to tell your story and make sure that people see your journey and and where you are now versus where you are a year from now so we can continue to tell it and, and promote your products and promote your brand.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, and um, thank you for letting me share my story, and I look forward to doing this again.
0: Yeah, I mean, you were great, and um, I can't even imagine. I'm definitely going to start looking for the marshmallow flavors on your website and getting some for for the summertime. So I think it's, it's just so amazing that you're doing something like this and bringing people together. And anyone who's out there who likes what – what Nancy's doing please share it with everyone go out and share it with your friends and your family Please share this episode and encourage people to get her um, Marshmallow roasting kits because I think that's such an amazing idea uh, Everyone should have one in their home because if you can't have a fireplace or your kids don't know what it's like to roast Marshmallows. This is a way to introduce it to them for sure and so you know, please pass on the tradition. I don't think there's anything like it. I mean, people see it when they go camping, and but we don't camp enough. So you've literally brought the American experience into everyone's household. So I thank you very much uh, for doing that. Thank you. And uh, Thank again, you
1: again for having me.
0: And again, Nancy, just if people want to find you and find you online or, or email you, how do they go about doing that?
1: Um, My website is mamasmallows, M-A-M-A-S-M-A-L-L-O-W-S dot com. And you can also get to my website through Instagram at at mamas.mallows. Or you can like me on Facebook at Mamas Mallows. And if you want to give me a call, I'll be glad to help you as well. My number is 678-296-7977. Or you can email me at Nancy at mamasmallows.com
0: well and thank you again and anyone who wants to be on the podcast or is interested in what we're doing you can reach out to me at justin at the food Entrepreneurs.com. again that's justin at the food Entrepreneurs.com. and on Instagram and Facebook we're Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs so come follow us come hang out with all the food entrepreneurs who are volunteering their time to be on the podcast and share their stories so everyone can learn from them And thank you everyone for listening in and have a great day.